My name is Jeffrey Zagarias. Please join us as we give praise, honor, and glory to our loving, awesome, and merciful God. He is loving and he is merciful. Welcome to Praise You, Lord. We're in episode number 168 after a seven-month hiatus, vacation, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I, my name is Jeffrey Zagaria. If you're listening for the first time, thank you for those who are listening in again and have been patient and are tuning back in. We're excited to be back. Uh, excitement is an understatement. Some kind of supernatural something happens here just before we started this broadcast. And uh, Jackson Messick is, is calling in on Skype. Jackson, how you doing, buddy? So good to be here, Jeff. Man, it's good to see, good to good to be with you. And uh, Jackson, um, we're yeah. just going to start this this broadcast off with a prayer. So please yeah. pray with me. And those who are listening, please pray. You may um, be listening and not even. Pr- you may be someone who doesn't even pray, but you can pray along with us and listen along. And those things that you come in agreement with. Please pray with us, and we just pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and we just pray, Father, we thank you. We thank you for everything. We thank you for every single thing that you do for us, which is really infinite, and we thank you for your love for us, Lord. We thank you for your mercy, and we also thank you, Lord, for your justice, And we thank you for all the things that you are doing for us, that you have done and that you plan to do for us Mm -hmm. in our our day-to-day, moment-to-moment, and what's going to be coming tomorrow and what's coming next week and what's coming next month and what's coming in the future. We thank you because, Lord, we trust you. We thank you. You are trustworthy. I am not trustworthy. I am not trustworthy. I do not put my trust in myself. I put my trust in you, Lord. I put all of my trust in you by your grace. And when I put all of my trust in you, Lord, I feel good. I feel safe. I feel taken care of. I feel wonderful. I feel, I feel full of courage. I feel full of the Holy Spirit. I feel full of your love and of your, your, I just, just feel wonderful. I just feel wonderful. And I thank you. And I thank you. And I thank you, Lord. And I thank you. And I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Alleluia. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. I, there's, I don't have enough thank yous to really thank you. Father, Father, we thank you. And we thank you for the listener. And, I, and we thank you for the Praise You, Lord community. 
And we thank you for the community that hangs in there, the community Mm -hmm. that hangs in through tough times, the community that hangs in, although they don't hear from their friends for a long time, they know that when they hear their voice again, that it's good to, it's good to be back together again. Father, Mm -hmm. Father, you are wonderful. You are incredible. You are amazing. You are, you are just unbelievable. And you love us and you show your love for us, Lord. And I thank you for it. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for what you've given us now. And I thank you for what you've given us in the past. And I thank you Mm -hmm. for what you have prepared for us in the future, Lord. And you have prepared eternity for us because we are your children. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for being your child. Oh, thank you, Lord. I thank Thank you, you, Jesus. Oh, it's Mm -hmm. wonderful. Father, I pray for more of your Holy Spirit. I pray for those who are out there who want to know you more, Mm -hmm. who want to have a relationship with you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who want to understand your ways. Mm-hmm. who are, are willing to accept and are open to new ideas, ideas from heaven, ideas from you, Lord, because your ways, according to the Scripture, are not like our ways. Your ways are not like our ways, and your ways are higher than all ways. And, Lord, I just ask you to show us the way. Show us the way, Lord. Show us the way, Father. Show us, Lord. Please, show us, Lord. Show us what we're to do. Show us what we're to to eat. Show us what we're not to do. Show us what we're show us which battles we should pick and which things that we can just kind of back off of and wait for you to take care of. Father, you are all knowing. You are all powerful. You are omnipotent. You are om- omnipresent. You see all things. You see the past present and future. You're not bound by time, Lord. We know you're on our side, and if you are for us, we know who can be against us, according to the Bible. And Lord, we put our faith in you. Yes. We put our faith in you. Father, we pray for our country. We pray for the United States. We pray for the world. We pray for the tribulation. We pray that the people can know that no matter what is happening around them, that you are there, and that Mm -hmm. your peace, your shalom, can bring order to any chaotic situation, Lord. Father, we get on our knees, and we ask you to intercede for us. We pray for all of our leaders. We pray for our presidents. We pray for our Congress. We pray for our priests and pastors. We pray Mm -hmm. for our bishops and cardinals. We pray for our pope. We pray for all the presidents in in the world, all the leaders of the world, Lord, and all the leaders at different levels, the prayer group leaders. We pray for all leaders, Lord. We pray that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit and show Mm -hmm. them the way, Lord. Show them the way, because most people want to know Most people want good things, not everybody, 
But most people want good things. Father, show us the right way. Show us Mm -hmm. the good way. Show us the way of life. Show us the way of victory. Show us the way of of love. Show us the way of of your power, of your of your amazing. I don't know, just whatever it is. I don't. There's not words for these things, Father. Whatever it is, Lord, we just ask you to 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 fill us with your knowledge. Fill us, fill us, Lord, and especially for our leaders, Lord. We need leaders. We need people to stand up. And I'd like to pray also for all of those that are in any position to protect the children, that they would stand up. Stand up and protect the babies. Stand up and protect the little children because those children are depend on us. Mm-hmm. Stand up and protect the kindergartners and the nursery school kids and the kids that aren't in school yet. And, and the first graders and stand up and protect the second graders and stand up and protect the third graders and stand up and protect the fourth graders and stand up and protect the fifth graders and stand up and protect the sixth graders and stand up and protect the seventh graders and stand up and protect the eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders, all of the children and the college kids. Yeah. Because we adults, you know, we should be able to stand up for ourselves. But those children need us to stand up for them. Father, whoever's in a position of authority, and that's you moms and dads, that's me, uncles, and so on, all of us, we just ask you to give us the courage and the knowledge on how to stand up and protect our children because our children are under attack. Father, and you know that better than any of us, Lord, because you love these children. Mm -hmm. Our children are under attack. Father, help us. Give us the strength, Lord. Give us the knowledge in the words to stand up for the children, Lord. Jesus, we need your help in this. Yes. Father, we thank you because we know you're with us. Father, please inspire anyone listening to this broadcast in whatever way you want. In whatever way you want, Lord, your will be done. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Jackson, Amen. anything else? Beautiful. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And the people and the praise you, Lord, community said, Amen. Well, Amen. I think I've, I, I'm looking, I'm look. I, I'm, enge- I, I'm an audio engineer and I'm engineering and speaking at the same time. I can see I just like completely like, <laughs> I must have been in the red for half of that. oh my goodness and look at you jackson you need to be bumped up a little bit jackson how you doing brother i'm so good that was a great way to start off the episode hallelujah well that was your suggestion and i confirm it and uh praise god to that we start off with prayer prayer is prayer is is our greatest our greatest tool for victory prayer is our greatest tool to be victorious, not only in this life, but in the life to come. Yes. And and we just thank God for that tool. Praise is a part of prayer. Praise, and this is what we do here. We praise, we pray, we thank God. Yes. Sometimes we do it with music, but you don't need to be a musician to praise the Lord. You don't need yes. to sing to praise the Lord. You can praise the Lord. You, you can praise the Lord with 
pots and pans. You can sure. praise the Lord. It's a heart condition, praising God. Yes. So, so Jackson, sure. it's been seven months since our last yep. podcast, and prior to that, we were, we, for those listening for the first time, we were a radio program. We, we at, our, at, our, at our, I don't know, greatest expansion, we were on 20 Catholic radio stations. We started off as a voluntary um, Catholic Christian radio broadcast, and now we are flying solo. The ship is now, um, well, I mean, here we are. <laughs> we're, we're doing podcasts now, Jackson. Podcast. Podcast forever, brother. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it's good to be here. And I know we've talked about, you know, I mean, we had, this was one of the mediums uh, that we were using before, but I'm really, I'm really feeling a lot of peace about this. And I'm feeling, um, I'm really feeling the Holy Spirit in it. I think this is a, a cool season, an anointed season that's coming up. I, I would agree with you. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, I didn't. I mean, I knew it. I, you and I have come and, and have, have been speaking over. You know, it's not like you and I haven't spoken for seven months, Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness! So many things have happened in such a, such a short amount of time, and uh, uh, that seven months has been incredible in many good ways. And however, lots of change in my own life. I think in yours as well, Jackson, and probably yep. and probably the listeners. You know, yeah. Um, I do like the freedom of the podcast, Jackson Messick. Yep. You know. Yep. So. For those listening for the first time or need a uh, need to be reminded, we are a, a, an underground independent Catholic Christian praise and worship ministry. Uh, we were originally brought brought to you about once a week on the radio, and then we went and moved into a podcast platform. Just basically, kind of, we were a radio broadcast, and we just put it up on a podcast. We took that recording and put it on a on a podcast as well. Yeah. Which is great because, you know, God had a plan and, and now we're uh, independent of the radio stations. And we are, uh, well, we're completely independent now. We're really Catholic, Christian, independent broadcast because we, you know, the only one that we're trying to, um, the only accountability we really have is, is, is to each other and God, I guess. You know, we ask God to inspire us and speak whatever it is that he wants. And we try to do the best we can. That's what we're all about here. Right, Jackson? Yep. yep. Well said. Yep. So Jackson, what's, uh, what's new with you, my friend? Wonderful things. Wonderful Great. things. Great. Family's doing good. Um, God is so good. He's been so close to us. He's been, um, he's been so present in our family and in our extended family. And I know it's been, a crazy couple of years now in particular for the world, for the whole world. And, um, and it was for our family too, but you know, I can see the Lord moving so powerfully in our family and in everything that's been going on. And, um, I think when you see, when you see his hand, when you see his hand throughout the day to day stuff and you see his hand in, um, in everything that you're going through, it's, uh, it's encouraging. It's encouraging. And mm -hmm. you realize how much you are loved 
and how taken care of you are yeah. and how his eye, his eye is always on you and that he's never left you. Amen. And that he's, he's never going to forsake you or abandon you. That's right. And, and we've been experiencing that as a family. Beautiful. I know we, and, um, it's, it's been a beautiful season. There's been trials, but it's been a beautiful season. Anytime you're carrying the cross with the Lord, um, the burden is light. Amen. You know, that's right. We are asked to, to pick our crosses up according to the scripture. And, uh, but Jesus said that my yoke and my burden is light. And, uh, and I believe Jesus. Yeah. I believe Jesus. Jackson. Yeah. I got to tell you, I'm so grateful that I'm a Catholic. I really am. So am I. I, I am so grateful. I mean, I grew up Catholic. I left the Catholic church. I abhorred the Catholic church. I, 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 I left it because I was so upset about it. And maybe you're listening and feel that way. Maybe you were Catholic and maybe you, you know, felt like the church abandoned you. Maybe it did, you know, maybe it did. And maybe you were hurt by someone in the church and maybe that really happened or maybe several people and that that is real however um thank i thank god that i have come to not the knowledge that um that the lord wanted me to come back to the church that the lord saved my saved me um i was going to say save my butt you know which is kind of just a kind of street way of saying it but that's what happened and um without getting into those details at the moment uh and after he saved my butt so to speak here i am you know thinking okay great you know i i, I had a touch from god I, I cried out to the father i didn't cry out to jesus i did not cry out to mary i didn't cry out to a saint i cried out to the father and the father touched me he i heard his voice jackson i've told mm -hmm. that story before maybe i'll tell it again but not right now and then uh next thing i knew uh, the Lord was clearly showing me the way, showing me the path, step by step, day by day, moment by moment. And I'm still on that path, Jackson. That was about 30 years ago, Jackson. That's and awesome. every day it's a new day and I'm learning more things. It yep. never ends. The yep. relationship never ends. We continue to learn God's ways when we study God's ways. And I think this is an important thing that maybe, perhaps, some people forget Whatever background you come from, I you know, that's irrespective of what religion you're practicing or not practicing. You know, God wants to have a relationship with you, and and uh, but do you want a relationship with Him? I mean, do you really want a relationship with Him? And I think this is a question we should ask ourselves because if we want to have a relationship with anybody, we need to spend time with them, Jackson. Yeah. Correct? Yep. And to get to know someone, we have to spend time with them, Jackson. Yep. And we have to seek them, and we need to call on them, and we need to listen to them. That's and right. God does speak. God speaks verbally. God speaks through dreams. The Bible explains all of these things. We don't need the Bible to tell us that. We should know that. We're humans. We're, we're hardwired to know these things. 
God will speak to our hearts. You don't have to read the Bible to know that God can speak to your heart. You don't need to read the Bible to know that the, that, that you have a conscience that is guiding you. And, and a lot of people are not listening to that conscience, Jackson. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they don't do it much. You know, sometimes I don't do it. That's called sin. We call that sin. And, I, and, and I'm so grateful that I know, Jackson, mm-hmm. that I, can, I am just, I, I'm just I, all I have to do is say I'm sorry with a contrite heart. That means a, a sorrowful heart. And I tell the Father, I say, I am so sorry, Father. And I also call on, because I believe, and I thank God for this belief, I have faith. I didn't earn that faith. God gave me the faith. However, I have been seeking the Lord for 30 years and more because I was seeking the truth prior, and the truth has made me free, Jackson. Amen. The truth has made and the truth always makes me free. The truth will make you free. Yeah. Those who are listening out there looking for the truth, you're on the right track. I don't I don't care what background you're in or what what your history is or but let me say this, I believe that if you are a truth seeker, you will find the Lord. If you are looking for him, you will find him. I think yeah. a lot of people don't want to find him, Jackson. Yeah. You know, they're afraid. I don't know what they're afraid of. That's the best thing that they could ever, it's the best blessing in the world. But, you know, a lot of people, they, they kind of get stuck. They like, they fall in love with their sin. Yeah. That can happen, right? It can. I don't know. You know, everybody's different. But I will say this, I do believe in what I've observed that is when someone seeks the truth, they're on the right track because God is a God of truth. And the enemy of our souls, the devil, is the father of lies. That's one of his titles. He's the father of lies. And there's so many lies in this land, in this world right now, Jackson. Yeah. I mean, people lie like... uh, so some people can't. They they, I it, it seems like if they tell the truth, it was by mistake. It's <laughs> like they didn't mean to do it. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of lies. Boy, I'll tell you that television is full of lies, full of lies, Jackson. Yeah. Full of lies, TV, and the media, and all kinds of lies all around us. And you know what? That's all going to pass away, Jackson. Yeah. We're that's gonna all gonna pass away, but for now, we live in a land of lies, we live in a world of lies. But we don't have to be liars, we don't have to have anything in common mm-hmm. with that spirit, that devil. We don't have to have anything in common, and when we have less in common with him, the freer we are. That's right, right, Jackson. That's right, Jackson. You want to share yes, a little bit about how the Lord freed you? Yeah, I would love that. I mean, you so, don't have to. It doesn't have to be long. Could be brief sure. or just maybe maybe a f- few five minutes, whatever. That sounds great. Yeah, I. Um, so I, you know, I was uh, had a lot of trouble in my teenage years. A lot of trouble. Um, I was incredibly, incredibly depressed. Incredibly anxious. And um, ended up in a really dark place for years and years. I mean, probably since I since I was a little before high school, I'd say like eighth grade or so. You know, so thirteen years old into uh, my 
my early 20s, um, I was having such a tough time. And um, years of being, I mean, being really, really tormented and being really, really lost. And um, when I was 21 years old, Jeff and I had, um, the short version is Jeff and I had met through, uh, through music. I was, I was working with him on, uh, on my music. I had, had, uh, been a professional, semi-professional musician for a couple of years, uh, right before I met Jeff and we had met while I was recording, um, an album with a band locally. And I ended up coming back to him privately for music lessons and, um, through a series of circumstances, I ended up watching Jeff play, um, lead praise and worship music. I would come to find out at a church. And when I went, um, it was, it was my, uh, my first time as an adult, really, you know, kind of consenting, ending up in a church on my own free will. And, um, I had, a, uh, I, I, I cried out to the Lord was what it was, you know, in hindsight, that's, that's exactly what it was. And, um, I remember my prayer was something along the lines of, um, Lord, if you're there, if, if, if any of this is real, if, if you are real, help me, help me. And when I prayed that I was so overwhelmed by the presence of God, um, I was, I, I had an encounter with Jesus and, and that was really the spark that started, started my walk with him. Um, that, that was, that was the turnaround moment. And it was still such a struggle to, to get out of all the sin I was in. And it was only the Lord that was really pulling out of the stuff. And it was a process. It was not something overnight. It wasn't something overnight. After that encounter, it was still me dragging in the muck and uh, me, me choosing choosing my old ways and and not um, not wanting to do the right thing and um, being really stuck, feeling really enslaved by sin, as the Bible says. And um, it was only through his mercy. It was only through his grace that it, he, uh, he pulled me out of it slowly, but surely pulled me out of him, pulled me closer to him. And although, I mean, we're still, um, we're imperfect and I, I mess up daily. Um, there is, uh, it, it's almost indescribable the difference that I feel from being trapped and enslaved like that to the freedom that I feel now when you, and when I have a relationship with Jesus and I know Jesus and I, I have that friendship with Jesus. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Amen. When, the, when the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Is what that's the right. scripture and, and that's, that's the freedom of being with him. And being being in communion with them, having a friendship with Jesus, there's nothing like it. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. You know, Jackson, uh, I, I, my story doesn't fit what I have heard a lot of people on radio, on podcasts, in books, and on the pulpit describe 
as how to um, how to be saved. Some people call it that, or redeemed, right? Some people, you know, different denominations have different words for it. But it's all the same thing. You know, it, it really comes down to, hey, uh, I'm dying here. I'm going to yep. be dead. Uh, I can see what's going on around me here. I was born, and at some point, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna die, and mm-hmm. um, and what is it all about? Like, even if I have a wonderful time for a hundred years, I mean, and then what? I'm just gonna be dust and ashes, which is what happens to the body. We know that. That's a fact. I mean, yeah. that's not religion. That's real life right there, which is religion. Religion should be real life. It shouldn't be like some kind of anything out of outside of real life. It, it's it is what it is. Yeah. And I said uh, to myself, you know, there's got to be more than this. There must be more than this. You know, I knew that. I mean, it just how could it be just like? Have you ever flipped a coin? Heads and tails, right? That's like chance. That's only like one out of two. You're going to get a heads or a, a tails, right? Yeah. There's no odds that all this stuff happened, the way the universe is all balanced, and there's different universes and all these atoms and molecules. And I mean, I you know, I'm, I'm speaking kind of like like I might in the street or something. I, I, am, I, I have a bachelor's in science. I'm an electrical engineer. I understand sci- a lot of science, I mean, in the world. When you get to know even a little bit of science, like science from high school science, which some people don't go through high school science, but a lot of people do. And, you know, and you, and you don't have to be a scientist to see this. You could be a farmer. You could be a mechanic. You say, how could this be? How could this be random? Mm-hmm. That, that's, it's hard enough to get to guess heads or tails on a coin. That's not easy to do. That's like a 50-50 chance, they say. Mm. You know, more or less. And I and I say that because it's not really 50-50, but that's a different subject. You know, on a coin, <laughs> one side of the coin is a little bit heavier than the other. On, on, a, on a, like a penny, let's say. Whatever. Okay, so, uh, but you get the point. How could this be random? Come on. You know? So, um... So at any rate, you know, I think it's so obvious when we see the sunrise, we see the we see the way the rain falls and the rivers go to the. I mean, it's just incredible. What an incredible creation! And I love nature. Do you like nature, Jackson? I love it, as you know, Jeff. You know, and and just to comment too on what we're we're talking about here, when it comes to the revelation of God. And, and like you were saying, people that some people just might not want there to be a God. Um, yeah. Like God could ruin their plans or something. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants God to ruin their plans. I mean, they got plans and, and they got things to do and they don't want God to get in the way. Is that what you're saying? Well, definitely. Well, I think there's this, this idea of, um, that if there was a God, you would lose some, you would lose the freedom, you know, that, that whatever that idea of freedom is, it would be gone if there is a God 
right. that that created you and has ordered all of the cosmos and 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 was there and present and engaging with humanity. If that was true, then there's some degree of freedom that would be lost and there's some sort of accountability. And I think the, I, I, I can, I know for myself, right. I mean, we can, we can always speak for ourselves. I know for myself that, um, one of the, one of the difficulties with, with coming out of the, the muck and coming out of what I was in, you know, I was, I was at, in one sense, so incredibly consoled and so, um, grateful and relieved and, uh, overwhelmed to know that there was a God and that that God loved me and was there for me and was for me. Um, but I think the other side of it was I knew that my life was never going to be the same. And I knew that I was going to need to let go of the stuff that I was doing and that there is a way like you're talking about, right, Jeff, there is a, there is a path, there is a way to live your life there. There is right and wrong. There is morality. There is a way to treat people and, and a way not to treat people. There, there are, there are these boundaries. And, and I think, um, it, it makes you feel like you're giving up your freedom, but that's, that's part of the lie, right? I think when you, when you, when you really have an encounter with the Lord and you open up your heart to him and you try, you just do your best and you try to do what he tells you to do through the scripture and through revelation and try to try to live the way that he wants you to, you realize that there's more freedom, right? That's right. There's more freedom the closer you get to him, that you are actually free to act and you're free to love and you're free, free to live the best possible life that you could because it's it's his life and you're living life for him. You're not living for yourself anymore, that you're living for him. And and that's what true freedom is. It's not it's not the ability to do wrong and not be held accountable for it. Right. It's freedom. It's freedom to do the good, freedom to love, freedom to do what is right. Um, and when you have the Holy Spirit and the Lord gives you the grace. You can do the right thing by his grace. And when you don't. He's there to, to give you mercy when you apologize and you say, I'm sorry. Amen. That's right. Yep. Now, Jackson, a lot of people. Um, that are Catholic, yeah. a lot of people that are Christian of some denomination as well, yeah. they seem to have forgotten or they don't believe, believe it or not, they don't believe that there is a hell. And mm. if you, brother or sister listening, are a Christian— I'm not speaking—I want to speak to the Christians in the audience, and, and I want to—first of all, I want to, I want to welcome everybody. The Praise You, Lord community is not only Catholics. It's whoever feels comfortable being part of this discussion 
praying along with us, praising with us, and listening to our stories and listening to our guests. We thank you so much for being here. God bless you. We love you. And we thank you for your support. And we especially for those who pray for us, for praise you, Lord, for Jackson, myself, and anyone else involved in the program. I just want to say thank you so much for that because your prayers are very important. So thank you for your prayers. Jackson, I want to speak to the Christians in our audience. Yeah. There, some of you don't believe in hell. And I want to remind you, brother, sister, Jesus believed in hell. Jesus spoke about hell. Jesus's main mission was to save us from hell. So if you are a practicing Christian and you think that there's no hell and that people are not going to hell, then you are not correct according to Jesus. Not according to me. Don't listen to me. Listen to Jesus. I'm here to remind you, brother, sister, that Jesus said some things. We have four what we call books in our Bible called the Gospels. And, I, and for those who do not believe in, in hell, I recommend you read what Jesus spoke about and what he did because he clearly came to save people from hell. And um, hell is a real place. And I want to ask a, a question that was popping up in my mind when I went for a, a hike today in the wilderness. Jackson. Yes. And those who are listening, I want to I'm going to ask some questions. We're not going to necessarily maybe we'll speak about them and maybe we won't, but I think it's good. Sometimes it's good just to ask a question. Yep. Can a pope go to hell? That's a good question. I mean <laughs> <laughs> Going in strong. Okay. Can a pope go to hell? Can a pope of the Catholic Church go to hell? Can a cardinal, can a bishop, can a priest? Mm. Can I go to hell? Can Jackson go to hell? Listener, praise you, Lord listener. I love you. I want to. I want you to think, could you be going to hell? You see, this is an important question. And we mm-hmm. need to pray for one another. We really need to pray for our pope. Here's another question that popped in my mind today while I was hiking out in the wilderness. And I felt like I, I felt the Lord's presence when I was hiking today, Jackson. It was beautiful. It's awesome. And Jackson, I had this question pop in my mind. And um, how many anti-popes have there been in the Catholic Church? And I, I did a research on this. Remember I did research on this, Jackson? I do. I do. I don't remember and, what the and, and the reports now the Catholic Church, according to those reports, and I don't I don't have the number. And I don't even care. I'm asking the I'm asking the question because I think the question is the important part. But there were a lot <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. It's not it's not a funny matter. But uh the truth makes us free. Maybe I'm 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 happy because as I say it I feel freedom. Um there were a lot of, of what, what Catholic the Catholic Church describes as anti-popes. Hmm. And the percentage was pretty high. I remember joking with you probably at Denny's Jackson after a prayer group uh, mm-hmm. down in Florida. Um, 
that, uh, you know, we're due for an anti-pope. I mean, odds are we're going to get one pretty soon. Because <laughs> so anyways, so um, now the other question that pops into my mind is what would you do? It, let's say someday at some point in time, I'm speaking to the Catholics now, the Christ, the people that are from different denominations, you know, I, it does affect you, of course. Uh, the Pope is a is a powerful leader, an influential leader, whoever the Pope. Now, the Pope is a title, right? We should always be praying for our Pope. We should be praying for our president. This is scriptural. And um, they need it, you know. Can you imagine being in these positions? I, I have a hard enough time with the position God has given me. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very heavy weight to carry. Um, But his burden is light, you know. We have to trust in God's grace. And that if a person's chosen for something, they're not going to be given more than they can handle. So God God provides always. Um, But we should be praying for these people. But um, I'm not speaking about any individuals. I'm speaking about popes, presidents people in leadership, because they come and they go, you know. I mean, many popes have come and gone, and and we have a pope now, and he'll eventually move on. There'll be another one until Jesus comes back, is what the Catholic faith believes, and I believe that. And, um, but I have a question for us. That's that, and when I say us, I mean us Catholics. How, How would we recognize an anti-pope while he is pope hmm. i think that's a that's a question we should ask ourselves well, how would we recognize an anti-pope would we recognize one what are the markings of an anti-pope okay so and this 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 goes back jackson to my own leaving of the catholic church not with popes but with pastors mm-hmm. You know, and what thank I just thank God, Jackson, as a Catholic, we have our foundation in the Bible, and we we also have, as Catholics, we have the Catechism. And what's wonderful about the Catechism is if we hear our pastor saying teaching something that that sounds a little funny, we can simply and politely and lovingly even, and certainly respectfully ask him. Um. Pastor, where in the catechism does it say this? Can you Mm -hmm. point to the sightings that the Catholic Church says that this is the case? Yeah. In the catechism. Because if the Pope goes outside of the catechism, okay, you know, he's out of bounds. And he could do that. He's a human being. All the popes are humans. We already have established from history that we have a lot of anti-popes. Yep. Correct? Yep. So I asked a lot of questions, Jackson. Any, 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 do you, do you care to uh, respond at all or we could just move on and see your call? Well, I think they're, I think they're good questions. Um, and I actually, I mean, I'm, I'm in complete agreement. I, I don't know if I, if I personally have any good answers for them. I think there's something about just putting them out there and, being points of reflection, you know. I agree. Now, how how would how would one know 
if a priest that's speaking from their pulpit at their local parish, Catholic parish, I'm speaking, you know, how would one know if the pastor is teaching sounds Catholic Catholic doctrine, Jackson, in your opinion? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I think it's exactly what you said. I mean, we have two, I mean, we have the, the scripture, right? We have the scripture and then we scripture have... Scripture meaning the Bible, right? Bible, correct. Right. And then we the catechism of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, I know there are incredible amounts of debate when it comes to the Bible and right. interpretations of the Bible and understanding um, things in context. And uh, it's an incredibly complicated series of books. It's almost like a little library. The Bible is basically a little library of different books. That's right. And... Um, there's a lot of debate with that, but one of the beautiful things with the catechism is it's supposed to be a clarification and an interpretation of the church's understanding of the Bible, what they call sacred scripture and the tradition, scripture and tradition. And, um, I think as a Catholic, it's pretty awesome that you have at least a, a strong reference point to say, does this align with what it says in the catechism, the church's understanding of scripture and tradition does it does whatever is being said align with what I'm reading here. Right. And Jackson, who wrote the catechism? Because people, people out there that are Catholic don't even know this. Where, where, where does this catechism come from? Sure. Yeah. It, it, it comes from an oversight of the magisterium. It, it comes from in from... street terms. What does that mean? Sure. Uh, a collection of uh, uh, cardinals and, and bishops had their their hands on this thing. Experts, experts in scripture and in Catholic teaching, uh, bishops and cardinals and probably um, all kinds of experts, right? Catholic experts um, yeah. and holy men, holy men in many cases. And... Uh, uh, but Jackson, um, how, how, how much is it, was that just so that we can, I'm asking questions. I know partial answers at least to, but I'd like you to hear your response. Yeah. If it's okay with you. Yeah. Jackson, Jackson, did, <laughs> yeah. did these, did these, um, was, was it catechism written? When was the catechism written? I mean, was it written last year? Is it like yeah. something that just happened 20 years ago? No, well, we had we had a revised version. I'd actually like to pull that up while we're talking, so I'll tell you what our what our what our latest version is. We so you had the you had the the Baltimore Catechism prior, and right, right now using the Catechism post Vatican two, mm-hmm. and um, but no, this this new, newest newest edition has been. Um, has been elaborated upon over time over the, over the past. Gosh, let me see. I'll tell you right now. But I mean, okay. So, but the catechism began, uh, when I, that's a great question. When, when did this, when, when was the first catechism written? I don't know the answer to that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Okay. Yeah, the, the, well, let me, the, let me for yeah, the, the discussion, course. wrap this yeah. up for some, excuse me. Yeah, excuse, yeah, yeah. excuse me one second, Jackson. Let me wrap this up so that people listening, driving a truck down the road or delivering bread or whatever they're doing sure. today when they're listening to this, you know, 
it didn't happen yesterday. This is years. This is decades. This is centuries of knowledge that have been passed down. And many of the writings go back. And I have the library. You've seen my library, right, Jackson, of all the early fathers of the church. I mean, there's so much documentation and writing on these subjects. And the catechism draws from those books as well, Jackson, by the way, right? I mean, it quotes, it doesn't just quote scripture. It oftentimes quotes some of the early fathers of the church and so on, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's like 2,000 years of documentation that have been, that, you know, it's not like one pastor's opinion, right? It's not one pope's opinion. It's 2,000 years of opinion coming together and saying, yeah, we all agree on this. And And that's how it gets written in there. So it's, you know, it takes a lot. I mean that that is pretty awesome. I think. Are you there? Hey Jeff, can you hear me? I hear you now. Okay, yes, good. okay we, good. Lo- we lost you yes. there, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. No, that's exactly right, Jeff. So that is pretty awesome. So the catechism, I think that's important for people to know uh and to remember particularly Catholics, you know, we have a catechism, and if you're a pastor or you're hearing something from a pope or a bishop or anyone, and it's it's clearly in direct opposition to something that's in our Catholic catechism, they're out of bounds. You know, we we're, it's not our position to go and correct them. That's not, that's, that's not my point. My point is, you know, Jackson, I have to figure out how to live. How, what, what, what am I responsible for? How How— you know, the catechism in the Bible was to help me to know to know how, you know, as a guidebook. Yeah. To you know, to because as Catholics we're taught to use faith and reason. So faith is one part and reason is the other. So we we need to reason through things and uh and our primary sources for reasoning that are documented are Sacred Scripture, that's the Holy Bible, and Catechism, the Catechism. Right, Jackson? Yep. Right. So, you know, whatever, a, if, a, look, if a, if an anti-pope went to heaven or hell, I hope he went to heaven for him, my goodness. Um, I hope everyone can get there. I hope I get there, right? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, God will judge us. Uh, so this is very serious. I think this is. I think people take things very lightly. They they forget there's a hell, Jackson. Yeah. People forget there's a hell, Jackson. This is a, this is something we shouldn't forget. Yeah. Right. Correct. That there there is um, there is a uh, uh, there is repercussion for our actions, good or evil. Yeah. In the now and in the future. So this is important to remember, Jackson, I believe. Yeah. And so if a pope or a priest or a bishop or or if you're a Christian and you go to a another denomination, if your pastor or someone you're listening to on TV is pointing you in a direction that is that is not God's way, it's not the truth. You're going to be bound by that. You're going to be hurt by that. People get hurt by having incorrect uh, knowledge, incorrect incorrect direction and and the scripture reads my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge right jackson yep yep so what do you got there jackson you i think you're researching over there are you, you... 
Yeah. Well, what I was going to say about the catechism is so the the version, the newest edition that we have was prom, 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 promulgated uh, by John Paul II in 1992. The version that we have, but yeah, the idea is there's been multiple catechisms. The, the, it's, All right, but it's, let's talk. Like, these that's a great word, and I appreciate you using them. I think we should use big yeah. words in this. But what does that mean? Promulgated. <laughs> it, it was in, uh, in, in instituted, maybe. Like it was, uh, yeah, maybe instituted, right? That that. What was it? Uh, revised, revised, maybe. Is it revised? No, well, yeah, yeah. For that particular edition, it was John Paul II that had collected these this group together. Right to up uh, update and modernize the language in the newest catechism for the Western world. Okay, and that's the catechism we have cu- currently. That's the one that we would be using, yeah, especially in the Western in, in, in English translation. Okay, all right, and then what? Okay, that's good to know. All right, and that was a long time. I mean, that was a while ago. What is there a year there? Nineteen ninety-two. Nineteen ninety-two. So we're talking thirty years ago. Yep. Was was. was that. Was that particular? But this is stuff that's been developed. The point is, I guess. This is stuff that's yeah, that it's yeah. Pr- prior to that was the Baltimore Catechism. I wish I uh, knew my church history better. But yeah, the point is that I mean, this is the 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 teachings are are it's a collection of teachings that has been uh, going on over the past two thousand years. Right. That's right. That's right. Starting with, starting with Jesus Christ. Correct. And then, um, and then the apostles, and then the the early what we call the early fathers of the church. Yep. You know the early well the early fathers of the church. Yeah. So. Um, this is the year we this is the year of Saint Joseph, uh, in our Catholic faith, and uh, and um, I've been very you know I've always I've always had an affection for Saint Joseph, but never felt a very other than praying. <laughs> Uh, you know, other than praying a few prayers, uh, because there was a couple prayers, because he is, is St. Joseph's title the ter- Terror of Demons or something like that? It is, yeah. That's that's one of the titles he yeah, has. Yeah, I think Terror. that caught my eye a few years back. I'm like, that sounds pretty good, you know? Terror of Demons <laughs> sounds great. I'd like to have him praying for me on the other side, 100%. Sure. I mean, yeah. I, I can use all the prayers I can get. Uh, Jackson, a lot of people don't understand Catholics don't even get it, you know. Some of them they don't know even how to explain it to somebody. They go to Catholic church and then someone says, "Well, you believe in in the saints," and it's like, mm. it's like they don't, you know, they they don't know how to respond. The saint, you know, and uh, it's real simple. Let's say it real simple so everyone can understand. Sure, people are born, people live a life, and then they die. That's what happens. Yep. The way we live has repercussions. Some of us are going to go to heaven and some of us are going to go to hell. We Catholics also believe there is a place out of God's mercy that even since someone is not pure enough to go to heaven, that there is a place that they can purify, and that's called purgatory. Right, Jackson? Yep. Saints, Catholic saints, are people that we as Catholics, believe that the person died and they went to heaven. They didn't, they didn't go to purgatory. And so there is a communion or a community of saints, meaning people who are in heaven with Jesus right now. Right now, while we're speaking, while you're hearing this broadcast, there are saints in heaven. What does that mean? They're people like us 
who who sins. They sin. No, no one was perfect. Maybe Mary, they say, was Mary was Mary perfect? Did yes. They? But that's what that's our faith, right? She was born without sin. We believe that as Catholics. Yeah. That's a hard that's hard for a Protestant to uh to 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 hear. Yeah. Um um, that took me a while to really process. I don't really focus on that, and I, I think that that is beautiful. I think it's wonderful. I mean that that Jesus um, would be born of a of a perfect vessel. So this right. is really awesome. Well, and Jeff, just to add add to that, thank the, you, the, thank you. Yeah, That's a little out of my knowledge base. Please. No, no, no. Yeah, but I've, I've, I this this always stuck with me. I remember um, years ago I was at a, a mass. Uh, that was celebrating with what they call the Immaculate Conception, and I, I just, I had heard this, I had heard this phraseology, and it really like it, it just stuck with me. I, I had, I'd heard that the concept is actually that Mary, Mary was basically preserved, preserved from sin, um, that she, in fact, through Christ's saving grace. Um, was preserved uh, from any sort of sin for for the process to take place, and that idea of preservation uh, really sat well in my heart. I felt like that phraseology made a lot of sense, right? Not that she uh, herself didn't um, require, right, in some sort of outside of time way, require. Uh, the redemption of Christ, but that she was preserved for that special purpose, that she had received a very unique grace, the only one to ever received it, and that she was actually preserved from sin so that she could bear Jesus. Well, that's beautiful. You know, that's beautiful. I, there's a lot of things. I think Catholics call them mysteries. I don't know if that's considered one. It's kind of mysterious. I mean, I'm just being honest. It's mysterious. It's like, yeah, that's if that's the truth, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. <laughs> and, and, um, and I have no reason to doubt it, but it's just, but it's like, you know, I, I'll, I'll, but I don't think that's in, let's put it this way. That's not important to my salvation to know that it's good to know if it deepens my faith. And I have, I mean, I'm just trying to speak as I'm trying to be real here. You know, uh, I've been working for 30 years through the Catholic doctrine and, uh, the more I work through it, I'm like, hey, I think they're absolutely right. But I started at a place where I thought they were wrong about everything, pretty much. You know? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, when I began back as a Catholic, I, I had a hard time with Jesus. I had a hard time, you know, wait a minute, Jesus is God? Wait a minute, now, what is this? How, this is Jesus is God? What does that mean exactly? There's a trinity. You know, mm -hmm. this is tough. This is, you know, come on, let's be real. This is, uh, this is not, this is, this is, um, Profound stuff here, you know? Yeah. So at any rate, but what I would say uh, about uh, the Blessed Mother is um, I want to say something uh, that I do know. The Blessed Mother was brought to to help me in my life. Mm. And uh, she's she's alive. She's in heaven with Jesus. And, the, and I've come to know, and I 100% believe, she has come to the earth to help to help us, to help Christians. You don't have to be Catholic to be helped by the Blessed Mother. You don't, you, you, the Blessed Mother loves you. She is coming to help, and she's coming to help because God has sent her. 
And um, and I know that. I know that on a personal level, uh, Jackson. Yeah. You know? And um, she's probably so profound and so wonderful, I may never understand it. That's okay. I'm all right with that. I don't need to understand everything. But I know that the Blessed Mother Mary has helped me so much. I believe 100% in what happened at Fatima and, and at, at Guadalupe at, uh, and other uh, apparitions. Um, and on a personal, in my own personal, private revelation that it was between me and, 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 and the Lord and, and, and he used Mary to help me. And, and and I believe continues to help me. But here's the thing that's interesting, Jackson. I'm going to switch gears here back to St. Joseph. I I never felt like I had St. Joseph as a strong intercessor, but that has changed. I feel St. Joseph very strongly in my life right now. Mm. I mean, I really do. I think I told you about that, didn't I? Yeah. I mean, I had this vision of St. Joseph when I was about to go to sleep. I didn't know who it was. I knew... I thought it was Jesus. I thought Jesus. I mean, this sounds strange to some people, but I get, you know, we're Christians. You know, we're Catholics. We we have a long, long history of, of getting dreams and visions, and it's in the Bible. And um, it's just, as one person once said to me, that's just normal Christianity when things like that started happening. That will, that may happen to you or that may have happened to you. You're not strange. You're not weird. God, God does these things, and he does it to help us. So at yeah. any rate, Going back to it, just so I can just for the record, I I I believe you know this. I felt the spirit, just like you can feel an evil spirit, but I felt this very powerful presence in in my room. And uh, and I had a vision. I could, I guess, I could say because I didn't see it. Like uh, I saw it in my in my spiritual vision is the best way I can explain that. Uh, and I saw uh, the colors green and yellow. So I I thought it was. I was like. I was like, and the first thing I said it a lot, I'm like, Jesus, is that you? Because I, I have had Jesus visit me. You know, I mean, he has visited me um, a few times. And um, and I feel his presence too. But, um, and that's very overwhelming, so, by the way. that's a, It's very different. But it, but this strong, holy presence in the room. And I was and I was like, that's, this isn't Jesus, that's for sure. But this is, what is this? So I just felt that strong holy presence in the room hmm. and i had a vision um of a man and uh and i and and i was like you know and he and and so when i looked it up and prayed through it i realized it was saint joseph and and since then i've been praying and asking and when we say pray for those who are listening uh pray, prayer by definition uh means to request it doesn't mean to worship so hmm. You know, we can pray, we can request God helps us, but we can also request that uh, Mary prays for us. You know, she can pray along with us, right? She's a great prayer partner, the best one I ever had when I pray my rosary and other times too. And we believe she's alive, right, Jackson? She's in heaven. So, you know, who's a better prayer partner than than her? Um, So... I was really close to the mother, you know, and I think I still am. But, I mean, she really helped carry me through some really tough times early on in my in my conversion experience, which is ongoing, I believe. But um, uh, now, you know, for whatever reason, I believe the Lord has sent St. Joseph to be um, helping me 
I don't know why or how or what, but I love it, and I'm so grateful for it. And I've been, and then I found out it's the year of St. Joseph. And then I said to myself, um, let me um, tell Jackson, because I know Jackson has a devotion to St. Joseph, right, Jackson? Yep. Yep. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, he, so he's actually the, the saint that I had chosen for my, my confirmation. Yes. Um, so, um, so since the beginning of my walk, I, I had, um, I really felt a connection to him and, and I've been asking for his prayers and especially as, um, as a father of, um, of many, many children at the moment. Multitudes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I continue to, to one thing ask. Jack one thing Jackson is good at doing in the Bible is being fruitful and multiplying. That's, that's right. He has a special I, I, grace, I think. I, yeah, that's right. That's right. And um yeah, I, I so especially in my fatherhood, I've been asking for his intercession regularly and for his for his prayer and that he pray to Jesus. Um, on my behalf and be a prayer partner, just like you described for our lady, Jeff. And, um, so I, yeah, I have, I have a powerful connection there and I, and I, I think, you know, there's so many things that the scripture that you find in scripture about St. St. Joseph's life and his relationship with, with Jesus that really speak to the character of this, um, this holy man who was the foster father and real father of Jesus on earth. I mean, what a, what a, what an incredible role to be put in. What an incredible responsibility that the, the father God gave him to be a father to God, the son in his earthly life. It's, it's, it's mind blowing to think about. And, um, and so I regularly ask for for his prayers to Jesus to help me be the best father that I can be, and um, to to that I have insight on how to best protect and guide my kids to Jesus. Amen, amen. And, and Jackson, um, um, I came upon a a, a short video clip that the Knights of Columbus uh, created of a professional football player who was a uh, all-pro lineman, and I, I don't remember his name at the moment. However, you can look that up online, uh, and the Knights of Columbus put together this little short, uh-huh. very short, I think maybe three, four minutes, very powerful, and he spoke about his commitment uh, to St. Joseph and praying with St. Joseph, and he talks about how he was, you know, grew up Catholic, but his he got married and his wife brought, kind of dra- dragged him back into church and so on. And they've had, I think he, if I'm not mistaken, I think they had six children and then they adopted two. So this big Catholic family and, and how um, St. Joseph has really helped him to to be that heroic dad and that, you know, uh, you know, take the role of a, of, of, of a father and mentor and um and be there for the family it's, it was very touching and i sent that to you jackson remember yeah it was very powerful wasn't it yeah absolutely awesome it really ministered to me oh me too and i sent that to uh, another loved one of mine and, and same there same there he's a dad and he 
he was very touched by it as well. And so um, it's just uh, what a blessing. I'm so grateful that the Knights of Columbus are doing that. I didn't know they were making short videos like that. Uh, and Jackson, we had a conversation about how well it was produced. Uh, remember? Yeah, I. I thought uh, your it, comments on that were really interesting. Maybe you could speak for a couple minutes on on on, yeah, on that sure. part of it. And kudos and and thank God for the Knights of Columbus doing this. I think it's so great and wonderful. And I'm I'm so happy to see that the Knights of Columbus are stepping up and making these videos. We need yep. them. We really need them. Yep. It's so true. Yeah, I mean, something Jeff and I were talking about last week, and um, I, I, I really think it's worth mentioning. You know, we there's a lot of different mediums um, for this kind of art, right? When it comes to podcasts, when it comes to video, when it comes to um, these kind of like cinematic shorts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's and you, you have a, you have a, a background in acting and, 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 and so yeah. on too, Jackson. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. For, so for, you went for, to a school of the arts, right? At, I did. In high I did. School. Yep. Yep. I did. For, you, were a yeah. you were a childhood actor. Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, so you, yeah, have, yeah. you have very good insight. I mean, I, I wanted to mention that Jackson, because I, I think the people should know that you have, I think you have very when you were speaking to me about this, uh, about this, I was like very touched by it in a couple ways. First of all, I think your sense, your your mm, sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, number one, which I know is very, you know, um, very, I believe, powerful at times, extremely powerful and in discernment, and um, and and all glory to God. But I've, you know, I've grown to respect, very much respect that that. To be ready, because sometimes you know, and and I do really appreciate you as a brother, because you you help confirm things with me, and uh, mm-hmm. and the help that you've had in this program, Jackson, has been uh, immeasurable. So I really appreciate everything. I really do. Yeah. I just thank thank you so much, Jackson. Yeah. Um, uh, you're but you're also really you have an expert eye for this because you li- you were in it. You were in the theater, um, and video and so on. So. I think people, most people wouldn't know that. So um, please continue and explain what you perceived about this Knights of Columbus video and uh, how it was produced and um, yeah. and, and, and what maybe a little bit of what you explained to me before when we were speaking about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, so first of all, just just as far as the, the, the content, it was delivered in a really authentic way. Um yeah, I, I was trying to pull it up on my phone and couldn't get to it quick enough to see exactly who the the gentleman was that was speaking. But he he really delivered his testimony in in a very authentic way, and it was very powerful. So just just the content alone, I think, is really going to bless people if I they agree. watch. Um, it agree. was very sincere, and it was very um, it was just incredibly powerful. And and then I was you know when Jeff and I were talking about, it, I was saying one of the things that really blessed me by it was also the way that this thing was crafted. I think um, it was really done with the spirit of excellence, and it was done in a way that uh, was very powerful and very moving. Um, and I think, you know, there's, in the, in, the, in the secular world, you can see a lot of high-quality video productions, you know, we're and we're kind of used to it, right? We're used to mainstream Hollywood uh, presentations of stories and um, 
TV shows that are, are filmed and shot really well. As far as the technology is concerned, and 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 sometimes with with great artistry. However, I think it's kind of you know, it's such a powerful medium. So when you see people that are incredibly gifted at, at storytelling in cinema come together with the Holy Spirit, right, with 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 that insight from God and and put together a production like that, it is incredibly powerful. And it, and that's one of the things that, I, that really blessed me about it, actually, was I think it's it's refreshing to see something um, done with with real excellence and artistry. And um, the storytelling through the way that this thing was crafted by by the shots and the music and just like the whole the whole production, I thought was a real blessing and was actually a really powerful um, tool for for evangelizing because of how well done and the expertise that went into this thing. It was it was really awesome, Jeff. I was super blessed that you shared that with me. Yeah, well, you know, and thank you for um for articulating that for 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 yeah. the program Jackson and for those yeah. for the praise you lord community so you can go if you haven't seen it or if you um have seen it you may want to see it again and share it now Jackson mm-hmm. um the word of the lord has been shared person to person for 2000 years mm. okay so when Jesus yeah. walked we know for a fact that Jesus did not use social media yep. in order to get the word of God out. Jesus spoke to people. And I would like to encourage the Praise You Lord community to to use social media. Sure. It's a great tool. Can be, you know, um it, it, you know, in its purest form it would be wonderful. Of course it's, you know, there's corruption sure. there. We know that. But but uh but even, there's still some good stuff there. And and you can but what's so powerful I'm finding Jackson is sharing uh, in speaking to people face to face, and in sharing directly, like I did with you, Jackson, right? I sent you a text message with the video. Yeah. And so, brother and sister, um, I would recommend praying first for the Holy Spirit to discern, help you discern what to send and when to send it. We can't just bombard people with tons of things. This is not, you know, prudence. You're gonna. No one has all the time in the world to watch a zillion things, and if we're all sharing a zillion things at the same time, you know, it's like it's overwhelming. It, it's not a very reasonable way to spread the good news. But what is yep. what is reasonable is to listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, and if it blessed you, pray about who might want who 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 it may bless, and don't get emotionally involved. If someone watches it and doesn't like it, you know, so what? Or if they don't. If they don't watch it, so what? You know, you sent it. You did your job, and you did the best you could to share the gospel. And we need to be speaking to one another, Jackson. Our community needs to get stronger in the yep. Lord. We need to yep. be speaking to one another, and we need to be sharing with one another directly because there are there are um, blocks in the message through social media and through other means as well. So um, I just want to encourage each of us to to in, in the importance of person to person communication looking mm-hmm. someone in the eye and telling them that God loves them you know or whatever the whatever the holy spirit puts on your heart uh to say or not say maybe you just need to listen right and 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 listen i mean really listen like 
listen yeah. to what this person needs to talk about or whatever. Right, Jackson? Does that make sense, yeah. Jackson? It does. It was well said. <clears throat> right. So anyways, well, um, I think this is a good place to to finish um, finish up. Um, I did have uh, Psalm 18 opened up. I don't feel led to go through it. It's a long one. So perhaps those who are listening, you might want to read Psalm 18. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll read a little bit of it here. I do feel a little prompting here. So when I read the first few lines, this is from the New Revised um, Standard Version, and it's used in many of the churches. And, and because we we would like to be open to, to all the Christians and all the people of, of all God's people, and if you were born, you're God's people because, you know, without them, you wouldn't be here. So, um, this is a, this is a, this, I like this interpret, excuse me, this, um, translation because I, I, I do a lot of ministry, um, uh, in interdenominational environments, not just in Catholic environments. This is Psalm 18, verse, starting in verse one. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies. And that is Psalm 18, verses 1 through 3. The rest of it is very powerful. And in this psalm, it's very clear that the psalmist loves God. He has a relationship with the God. He knows that God is his strength. He knows that God is his rock. He knows that God is his fortress. He knows that God is his deliverer. He knows that that God is is his rock in whom he takes refuge. He knows God is his shield and his horn of salvation and his stronghold. And he knows that when he calls upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, that he will be saved from his enemies. And if you have any enemies out there, which you do, you, you, some people say, I have no enemies. You are wrong. You wake up. You have enemies. you got a lot of them. You just get your head out of the sand. The world is full of enemies, spiritual and in, in the flesh, mm-hmm. in the flesh and spiritual. And the enemy of your soul is working night and day to pull you and all the people you love down to hell so you won't make it to heaven. So don't let them do it. We have been given the tools, right, Jackson? We've been given the grace. We've been given the solutions. We've been given the answer, to, and we can trust in God that God will save us and bring us to heaven. This is the good news, and we, can, yeah. and we there are certain things we need to do. We need to repent, which means uh-huh. we need to turn away from our sin. We need to, But to turn from sin, Jackson, we've got to know what sin is. Yep. And how are we going to know what sin is? Well, we can read the Bible. Start with the Ten Commandments. Start with the two, the, the Great Commandment and, and the other one that's like it that Jesus says, to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And another is like it, to love our neighbor as ourselves. Great place to start. The Ten Commandments is a great place to start. And read the Gospels. Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Jesus tells us, and he is the, he is the master interpreter of the Bible. Because that's what he's doing. I mean, he does many things in the Scripture. But he, when he's teaching, he's teaching from Scripture. Right, Jackson? Sure. Amen. Jackson, any, uh, any other thoughts? Any thoughts that you want to add before we go? 
I just want to say thank you to, uh, first of all, to you, Jeff, for, for really taking the initiative to, to, to do this and, and thank the praise you Lord community for all the prayers. Um, I want to personally say that they're definitely felt and, and, um, my family's feeling, feeling them and to, to please keep the prayers coming. Yes. We really appreciate it. And, um, uh, I really appreciate the whole community. Amen. And I do too. Thank you. Well, maybe we can end the, uh, our, um, our program with a prayer. Um, sure. Do you want to lead us in an hour, Father Jackson? Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Great. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. And of the Son, the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jackson, for doing that. Oh, yeah, and my ja- pleasure. Yeah, and Jackson, thanks again for being here uh, on this episode. For those who are listening, keep praying. Um, we're praying about all kinds of um, possibilities. There may be short clips coming more frequently where I just might be inspired by a word or something from the Scripture, and I might just turn things on um and hopefully jackson and i will be getting together more frequently as well and uh also there's a i've met a lot of really phenomenal uh gospel and christian musicians in the last seven months and we have a a big group of good friends and we're going to start playing music again there's a lot of things to look forward to here so please continue to pray that god would give us the strength and the resources and the energy and the courage to stand up and and to to continue with this podcast please ask um Ask him to protect us and and uh, and to uh, watch over us. As Jackson has said, the prayers are really important. And we thank you. Praise you, Lord community. Good to be back with you. God bless you and your families. And most of all, praise you, Lord.